where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. We go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN is Chris Kerber, and he gets up in in the morning to join us. How are you, sir? Oh, I get up every morning, bud. <laughs> I do now, too. Yeah, yeah well, well, welcome to the morning trip. You know, it is amazing. You and I were talking. I, I'm kind of surprised that out of all your years in radio, uh, the morning shift really hasn't been a part of it. It has eluded me. I have been a game guy for my entire life, and from the very first job I ever had when I was 15, I worked at an Onyx gas station here in Creve Corps, and I worked nights, and then I worked for Costello Service. I was an usher, and I worked nights. And then when I started working at KMOX, it was nights. I have literally always worked nights or afternoons, and I've never in my entire life had a job where I had to get up to an alarm. So this is... A new experience for me. For me, at one point in time, I, uh, I, I used I, my very first job was at McDonald's there, right there at uh, at one forty one and, and Clayton Road, mm-hmm. and uh, in that Lamp and Lantern Center. So uh, you know, I did everything from clothes, and then I had about a maybe a six month window in there, maybe four months. I don't remember exactly how long where I opened the store. And man, when you go in early to make the biscuits and stuff, that is that's an early wake up call. So. Uh, so, yep, uh, I, I was became more of a night guy myself after that. <laughs> Curbs, what is the call time there? Because, you know, McDonald's, a lot of these fast food places open very early for the early crowd. So I'm curious what time you guys would have to get there for that. I, man, if I remember right, Michelle, I think we had to be there uh, 4, 30, 5 o'clock, somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm better better you than me, man. <laughs> Curbs, you say that now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. What is uh, what? What do you think of this four pod system that has been advocated by Gary Bettman, among others? And would St. Louis be a good pod location? Yeah, listen, I, I think uh, I think it, it makes some sense. I, I think there's a. Uh, uh, of with with the current scenario as we know it, or at least as we appear to know it, um, I just I, I truly just don't know what numbers, what information, what anything to believe when it comes to 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 this virus and and expectations because the leaders uh, all across the board have just been so all over the place on some things that um, that when with the information as scattered as it has been. The pod idea makes the most sense in terms of the ability to get something going. Now, it's not without its flaws. I mean, look, you know, you've got to get the Players Association to agree, at least in the current plan, potential plan, to quarantine guys. You know, and and you could be talking for up to a couple months. I I just, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I I just don't know how you're going to take, you know, unless you had something kind of like an Olympic Village area where you could really quarantine it off. I, I don't know how you really pull this off where guys, you know, for for a month at a time or, or, or if not more are going to 
basically go from a rink to a hotel room. And I, I that 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 one's a, that that's something hard for me to get my uh, my head to wrap around, considering the number of players and people involved. So that that's one of my big question marks. But it does make sense, and I do think that St. Louis, especially with you know the new rink with the Centene Community Ice Center, and 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 what it can do there and what it can hold. Uh, I, I do think it does make some sense, you know, that St. Louis could be it. Now, one of the other cities, obviously, is, is Minneapolis, St. Paul. I guess we should say two cities there, but they all, you know, the Twin Cities. You know, and the interesting part about the Twin Cities is the fact that you have two rinks, you know, that you could end up playing games in there. So I don't know how that's all going to shake out. But I think, you know, I, I think uh, the the Enterprise Center, the upgrades, the technical ability now of the building, and then the Centene Community Ice Center combined make it a very attractive one for the National Hockey League. Curbs, there are a lot of obstacles, but if, in fact, something does get done and we do see the 2020 NHL season resume, I wonder about the players because they are working out at home. We see it on their Instagrams. We know that they're lifting weights and trying to stay as game-ready as they possibly can. But working out at home is completely different than getting your skating in and having that physical competition in practice. So I don't know if you've talked to any players or if you've maybe heard through the grapevine, but how challenging has that been for players to try to stay in that game-ready shape knowing that they could get the call at any time well they're, they're not going to be staying in game ready ready shape i mean that's that's just the bottom line they're going to stay in as good a shape as they can stay in as you mentioned but let's face it some of these guys you know most of these guys probably haven't skated now in well over a month so it, it's going to take a little bit of time here now you know again it depends on how these different communities open up or how these what these different communities allow you know, like we, we've seen with some uh, some NBA, you know, cities and things. So, you know, could guys get on the ice before anything officially happens? I, I would have to think that that's going to be a possibility. You know, but I also think it could depend on the team. I, I would think I would think uh, a Vince Dunn might be able to snap back into it maybe just a little bit quicker than an Alexander Steen just because of the age and wear factor, if that makes sense. So, um, so and, then, and then you're right. Then they're going to have to get into game shape. So I think you're going to end up having to play a couple of games even, you know, almost like, you know, training camp games. I, I don't know how that part is going to work. But I, I do think, though, that with, with with the idea and the acceptance that you might be playing whatever you can play the rest of the season without fans, um, you know, I, I think that the focus also then turns to, okay, when do you start the next season that allows gives you the best chance to start that season with fans? And if that opens up a longer window because you want to delay the start of next season, it opens up a longer window to maybe complete the current season. I think that ends up being a positive. I wonder then when we get back to normal, because if you play an 80-game season next year and you start that in December, it, at some point you got to get back to October starts again. Maybe the 2021-22 season is where you get back to some semblance of normal because the – what 2021 season which would be next year's season would get a late start unless you have a super compressed season you're going to have uh an issue again where you're ending late right well no you're exactly right i mean look these leagues right now and not just the nhl burning but i mean all these leagues are looking at okay this this is going to impact not the current season that was either paused or delayed but if you try to get as much in and you don't just pick a drop-dead date and start over, yes, it is going to start to impact the following season. So I, I think I think the NHL, the NBA, they, you know, are, are, are fully prepared. And, you know, and I think those are the two in, that, that are most, and maybe MLS a little bit. 
you know, are, are going to be most impacted by because of the way the season carries, you know, you know, through December and into the following year. So I, I, I do think though that you are probably looking at getting back to kind of the quote unquote normal the way it used to be for that 2021, 2022 season. Uh, and you just have to accept that is the way it is. Now, the challenge that the National Hockey League is going to have is that after not the current season, but after next season, the let me make sure I got my math here right for you, the 2020-2021 season, that's when their CBA was up. So amidst of all of them just trying to figure out how they're going to negotiate and get the current season restarted, and then what they're going to do with a salary cap and, and escrow and all the other stuff for the following season, it's it's the one after that that's going to be a big one too because that's when a new CBA would be kicking in. But they've got to get all that ironed out, and it's a lot. Yeah, there, there's a lot to unpack there and a lot to unravel. Hey, Curbs, before we let you go, earlier in the show, Michelle used the word normality, and I read on Twitter this weekend that somebody's bothered by the fact that people are using the word normalcy because there is no word normalcy. I was so proud of you that you use normality because normalcy really? apparently is not a real word. Normalcy is not a word? No. The, so our return to normalcy, you said normality and you are 100% correct. I didn't even know I said that because as I'm saying this, I would think normalcy is the word, but uh, I guess, Carriker and Smallman, you're home for linguistics, right? Yeah. Learn something new every day, Listen, don't we, Curbs? It's, it, it's sort of like the first time somebody smoked a carrot cake. All right. Like somebody has to do something for the first time. So normalcy, in my uh, opinion, is probably going to become a word. <laughs> yes, now, it I, is. Hey, listen, I got to throw this out at you real quick. You you guys earlier in the show, were, uh, you mentioned that Neil Allen trade, right, where the future considerations came up uh, to be nothing. Yeah. Don't forget, uh, uh, you know, remember Kelly Chase when he was traded back from uh, from Toronto to St. Louis, that ended up being for some wine. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. He. Okay, so he... he he wanted to get back to St. Louis. Larry Poole made the trade, and, and if you look it up, the trade says future considerations, and they made the trade. Now, I got to I got to get a hold of Larry and double check this this part out. Like, I don't know if it was a case of wine or if it turned out to be a box of wine, which I don't know if that turned out to be boxed wine, but I don't know if that was ever paid up. So we'll have to find out if uh, if Larry Poole was ever paid up for the trade. But yeah, he was. Uh, it was uh, traded back to St. Louis, basically, for uh, for some wine. That's beautiful. Curbs, we always learn something from you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Good luck. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks. Thanks.